0: One official Saturday Omaha whole wheat bread napkin. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. So we're, we're going to start fresh yet again. I prefer to start slow smoked. Oh, we should start slow smoked this time around. I think that's a great idea. So Dave. Yeah. Here we are. Once again, once to, uh oh no, we're back again. What? How do we do we, this? We can't, we can't do that. We can't be back again. It's because we're on the radio now, TJ. It's harder to start. We don't know what to do anymore. What What should we do? Let me get in a little closer to, the, little mic closer to the mic and speak remote. in a calm and measured tone. I think this might be a more appropriate broadcasting style here on All Things eaten, <laughs> I mean, Fatterday Omaha. <laughs> All Things Consumed. All things consumed yes, yes here here on all things consumed aka Saturday Omaha and TJ here you and I are talking to each other and we had a couple of separate experiences that we are going to bring together to tell the people that are kind enough to listen to us because they are hungry or hopefully will be hungry after we tell them about things because, we went to Jim's Ribs, and specifically Jim's Rib Haven. That's correct. Now, it has been pointed out to me that Jim's Rib Haven might be a wonderful haven, but not a great rib haven, as the ribs are certainly in peril. Yes, or at very least the uh, poor-seen uh, mammals or possibly uh, beef-related uh, mammals that are there because... They have been smoking meat and delivering it to the people of Omaha since the year 1967. TJ, they—I I think that officially makes them an Omaha institution. I, I think it has to be said. I—I I believe it does, and really, anywhere that I can get good drive-through ribs deserves some <laughs> uh, some prestige and standing. I believe all in and of itself, the fact that they've been doing it as long as they have is impressive, and I believe. You know, there, there are some places that you can go to for the, the kitsch value or specifically because they've been around for a while. But I suspect, not to tip my hand in the restaurant review side of things, but I suspect they've been there so long because they're, they're doing some things right I I really appreciate the uh, the drive-through uh, section that is available there. What's kind of fun is I man I don't think that drive-through menu has changed in quite some time. It's it's slightly yellowed, um, and, and but I, I like it. Maybe it was that color originally. I don't know. But as you as you pull around to the drive-through section, there is a large stack of uh, possibly cords. Of, of wood. Maybe a B-flat or something along those lines. Is that a chord? Anyway, an E-7, whatever it is, but there's a stack of wood back there noting that they are indeed using wood to smoke meats, which is what a barbecue place should do. Actually, yeah, we're usually at the beginning of the uh, description of the restaurant. We go with kind of ambiance or uh, sense Various restrictions have been in play and out of play and half in play and whatever you have. We've been doing a lot of uh, curbside or drive-through or pickup or all that kind of thing. So the curb appeal, so to speak, of the restaurant. Yeah, it's and I a- think uh, you you and I have been here now more than once. Yes, and none of the times we've been have we eaten in yet because the drive-through is kind of nice, but it's so there's only so much you can get a a flavor of a place if you will oh, when you're doing curbside or drive through or what have you but this has that nice effect yeah you start with that that menu which regardless of the color of the menu like how long it's been around in the sun nothing nothing is so so faded as to seem faded but i think the fonts kind of give it away as like 60s or 70s or somewhere in there yeah. they they kind of have that that feel to them so that's your first impression and then, yeah, as you pull around, I would be hard-pressed. I'm, I'm trying to reach back in my mind and remember which one hits you first. Because the smoke smell, that, ah. that scent of delicious things smoking, doesn't hit you right away. If you're sitting there at the speaker, I really don't notice it that much. But then you come around. yes. And there's a giant stack of very real wood, yes. And the smell of whatever whatever mix of uh, wood types or singular wood type, I honestly do not know that they are using. You kind of catch that that smoky scent, and then you you sit that you, you know you've given them your order and you're waiting there, and the the smell of tasty smoked meats begins to waft. Oh yes, along the air. So it's this a very interesting sensory experience. For a drive-through, yeah, quite, quite. I, uh, I think I snapped a picture as I was uh, with my last order there, because uh, as you have stated, we've been there a couple times, quite recently, actually, because you and I had gone and we were going to do an episode on Jim's ribs, and we didn't quite get synced up on the recording side of things. So, guess what? We went again, but this time around, uh literally around, because I was coming around the side of the drive-through. There's a door after the wood but before the drive-through window and it was open so it's it's you know screened or whatever and i have to say i appreciate restaurants that produce such a, a delicious aroma the the yankee candle doesn't do it justice i, I think it's 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 its own outdoor ambiance is that a thing can i can i call it that outdoor um sensory ambiance of having a door or a vent open and delicious smells wafting forth, which we need to tell the people where to find this thing. I like its location. Its location is precisely at 3801 Ames Avenue, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. I don't think I got a chance to do a triple on that, so there it is for the zip code. But what I like is, so I took 75 uh, north in Omaha to get there, And got off on the Ames exit. And then you just travel west a little bit from that exit. But you ascend this hill. And at the pinnacle, at the top of the hill, just sitting, perched there, is Jim's Rib Haven. And so it's kind of fun to come up the hill and it's like, oh, there it is. And it's a tiny little building. You know, TJ and I described the drive through situation. The inside, there's only a few tables. So the first time that you and I ate there, we uh, dined uh, outside at our cars. I think uh, I ate on my trunk lid. And uh, I, I think you had the Saturday uh, the day. Uh, the fatmobile minivan of goodness. And, and, you know, you have your rig that you set up this last time I was there. Uh, I actually unfurled the six foot folding table of Saturday and set it up behind my car in the parking spot with chairs, because I had a guest, uh, guest Chris uh, attended and got some food as well. So we actually set up a table in the parking spot in the parking lot. So, but if you bring like a party of eight, um, don't expect a table I think you might have to get to go in that situation say so, yeah and incidentally a uh, a shout out and general thank you to all of the Omaha restaurants who have been patient with us doing things like setting up tables in their parking lot when the inside is full uh, as needs must as you once said and speaking as needs must people need to eat and people came to listen to this show for us to tell them about things that we indeed consumed here on all things consumed uh and teach should should we st- where where would you like to start today where where would you like to start cuz you you got a few things i definitely want to talk about what i had on both visits uh because they were very different i i really shook up my meal quite a bit And we'll have a smaller item that I'm going to save for later, but I think I'd like to lead in with my side. Are you okay with leading in with sides, Dave? I like it. You've got a uh, side piece there you'd like to talk about. As a matter of fact, so I had the the chili cheese fries this time around. The last time I had the saucy fries, and those are fries with sauce. I believe you'll be able to extrapolate (laughs) what the saucy fries were like, both from their name... Is is this going to be groundbreaking with what's going to happen with the chili cheese fries? You know, not as much as you might think. Okay, okay. Uh, So I I, I think you'll understand what the saucy fries are with the description of the chili cheese fries. Gotcha. Now, they are a crinkle-cut fry with a very decidedly potato-y inside. I don't know if I'd go as far as fluffy, almost a flaky kind of... Innered on these here fries oh. they did not alas have a crisp exterior they may have when they were fresh out of the fryer however when you coat a fry in sauce or chili and let it sit for a while and i did take these pretty much all the way back home i uh, i kind of stopped off in a park to enjoy them rather than sitting in the parking lot on this one okay so they had so- they had time to sit in their selected uh dressing of choice. Again, previously sauce, this time chili and cheese. So again, they may have been crisp. They may not have been. Honestly, it doesn't matter that much. In this application, the fact that they were a little on the softer side works just fine. It makes them a a nice potatoy thing in stuff. Would I have liked them to be crisper? Yes. Did I need them to be yeah, absolutely not. Not for this and not for the saucy fries. I was happy with them just like they were. The fries, again, more ballast to these, I would say. They're they're definitely a heavy enough fry that I felt like I was eating something. Mm-hmm. And they were coated in, of course, chili and cheese. Now, the cheese, I don't think it was a nacho. Now, maybe there were some other flavor, more subtle flavor components in there that I was missing just seems like a more or less like a canned cheddar cheese mix kind of thing so it had that kind of like nacho cheese texture but not a nacho cheese flavor it was seemed to be a straight up cheddar to me the chili it's definitely a sweeter uh, type chili rich enough a little bit of spice on the back end there some tomatoiness to it It's a very simple chili. I don't know if I noticed any beans, so I'm guessing kind of a Texas style. But sweet, lightly spicy, definitely savory. I don't think I would mind a bowl of this. I think I might enjoy it. It was a chili cheese fry, and it was a pretty darn good one. If I order a chili cheese fry from a barbecue place, this is kind of what I'm looking for. I was going to a barbecue place to get barbecue and some sides. And we have discussed this before on the show. Well, I like you know, this side or that side to be outstanding. There's certain standby type things that I want when I'm getting this type of food. This fits in that niche. So your summary is chili cheese fries taste like chili cheese fries and they're tasty. (laughs) I like that. And I'm glad you got them because I didn't see them on the menu. And I saw the picture because I posted it on our Instagram after you sent it to me. And they looked good and and they looked good in the way that you just said, where if I want a chili cheese fry, it's a chili cheese fry I can have with some, some meats. Um, I would like to talk about the saucy fries a little bit because I think wherever you were to look at Jim's ribs, doesn't matter where, what forum, what manner of thing, somebody's going to mention saucy fries. They're simple. It's the same crinkle cut fry that TJ was talking about. Your choice of sauce, because an important thing to mention here is that when you order your meats or your fries or whatever, they have a mild, medium, and hot barbecue sauce that they put on here. So your saucy fries will have that type of sauce. And the sauce, I I think even if it sat there for three seconds, the fries will get soft and mix in with the sauce. And this will be a thread that just, just goes throughout here just becomes a tasty mess. It really does. It's just a tasty mess of barbecue sauce and fries. And I don't know that you can really go wrong with that. It's kind of like, you know when you get like a smaller fry teach and, and you you, if you're a ketchup lover with your French fries and the fries are real small and you might not be able to dip them in and you just kind of chuck them in the ketchup and maybe take a fork and get some fries and ketchup together. That's kind of what happens on a saucy fry, except a little better execution because like you said, it's more of a fluffy crinkle cut fry. Uh, they're fun. You gotta get the saucy fries at least at some point. and you can get them as a small side with your with your larger entree, which is a which is a cool thing too. But speaking of sides, TJ, I also got some sides. I got two sides uh, this last visit. the prior time, I also got some additional sides. So we talked about the saucy fries. It's, it's a Jim's Rib Haven institution. Got to get them. Let's talk about the potato salad real quick. Um, one thing I really need in potato salad is it needs to be cold. Uh, I I just, I need that warm, lukewarm potato salad is not a good thing. The potato salad delivered to me was just fine. A smaller uh, potato dice where some potato salads have kind of a larger chop. Um, small dice. Um Trending to where the uh, potato salad sauce, gravy, emulsion uh, had a little bit of potatoy starchiness to it kind of mixed in. If you've ever had one of those potato salads, not like a German potato salad where the components are are very separated and, and uh, individual. This is a much more uh, integral uh, potato salad. Uh, not a very yellow potato salad, so maybe trending more mayonnaise than mustard-based potato salad. Uh, what other sides did you get, Teej? Uh That pretty much covers it for me. I did get the cobbler last time, which that, again, was a much-trumpeted thing. I liked it. It didn't blow me away. I think that one is, if you get the chance to eat in, I suspect that's the way to do it because it comes to you, it was a good-sized portion, came in a plastic container, had a decent flavor to it. Uh, but I think... I think that one suffered from sitting in the container too long, so I don't think a full-on review would be me giving it its due. I'm glad that it's there, and I would order it again, and I think uh, anyone within the sound of my voice should try it as far as the sides go. It was a nice end to the meal. Gotcha. I, I did have the peach cobbler on my second visit. If you look at threads around Jim's Rib Haven, the cobbler is always mentioned. Um, for me, um, this was a little bit sweet. So when I had talked to to Kevin Shin uh, a while back, um, he had talked about you know when when talking about a food item, is the uh, you know as far as your preference goes, is it your preference or the preparation? Like which item are you talking about? This one is going to be I'm going to talk about my preference. The the peaches I believe were like a like a canned peach um, in a simple syrup. And they were combined with um, some type of of crust. Uh, But the crust was very, very soft because the entire thing is is soaked with that simple syrup. So if you are looking for something where it has a very soft uh, crust dough, I'll, I'll say a dough element with simple syrup and a very sweet, soft peach to end your meal. That is what the cobbler is. It was a, It was too sweet for me personally, but I will tell you it has a very large following. So just you know, hey, take that into account. If you're looking for a sweet end point to your meal, um, it's it's gonna hit those sweet notes for you. Everybody has different palates. I mean, my goodness, we could start up a pizza argument with just about anybody right now on preference versus preparation. So um, we could start up a pizza fist fight with anybody right away. Seriously. And yeah. and because of the the following on the cobbler, I have a feeling somebody might uh, want to go to fisticuffs on that as well. So that's just my evaluation. There you go. Um so last time around, I had the beans. Um, I remember liking the beans. I did not get them at my latest visit, so I am not going to go in depth there. Uh, the 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 prior time, chicken, saucy fries, beans. I think that's a pretty good combo. Uh, so that that takes care of my sides. That takes care of your sides. Tej, let's get into some the, the reason why you go to a barbecue place anyway, because it's typically not for the sides. Uh, it, there's occasionally a destination side, but let's be real. I mean. That's for the meats, man. So the barbecue itself. Uh the first time we went, I'm guessing this time too, uh you had the chicken, and I saw your takeout box the first time around and went Why didn't I buy the chicken? So this second time around, mm. I also got the chicken. Let's, so we will we will have a com- a convergence point yes. in yes. Our, our foodstuffs here. And let's so get let a, us begin. Let let us indeed chicken. with a quick shout out to Chef John Ray of Via Farina. He is the one on our food recognized food episode. Um, when I had talked to him, he had mentioned specifically the chicken at Jim's Rib Haven. And at Jim's Rib Haven, one would not think that the chicken would be a destination item. But let us let us speak on that as you were saying. Named for the ribs and for Jim and possibly for a haven, <laughs> but not named for the chicken, certainly. However, I do, I don't expect necessarily a barbecue joint to have good chicken, but I do love me some barbecue chicken. Mm. So it was nice to uh, to have that information and then to see your very large uh, helping of chicken there. So it's a half chicken. I think it was for like ten forty five or something like that. It's it's ten and change for a half. It's a lot of chicken. Diving in, I'm I'm gonna save the skin for a second, which is actually how I ate the thing anyway, so I suppose that's apropos. It seemed to be smoked very well. Both the white and the dark, which is important. Uh, dark meat of course had decent moisture content. Oh yeah. it usually does. But the breast meat was also very uh, very tender, very juicy, all the things it really ought to be, which is harder to get yes. right, even with that slow smoke. Yes. But it was a real nice flavor. I got it with the spicy sauce. Uh, once again, sitting in the sauce, it was not crisp. I expect it never was, but it, in this case, it does not have to be. I liked it just as it was, and sauce and skin and that uh, that layer of fattiness right under the skin and chicken and all those things come together well saucy uh, smoky outside mm-hmm. and the balance was right the flavor was right i could not be happier with this especially at the price you know uh so uh chef chef john ray as as mentioned you know like two seconds ago here uh actually commented because we you know we posted uh this <laughs> this on social as we do we always post our our fatter Day pictures after our Saturday meal so you know uh, what our dedicated uh Saturday ethos was that week um he said and I quote dude exclamation point best chicken in Omaha and I don't mean smoked chicken end quote that's saying something and I will tell you this stuff is delicious uh so TJ you, you mentioned the the kind of the price and the amount and and that type of thing I've had this chicken twice now. And I think I got it with medium sauce both times. As mentioned with the saucy fries. This thing is a mess. It is the most fun delicious chicken to kind of get lost in. If you just don't try to eat this in your car. That is a dangerous dangerous thing. Uh TJ has a minivan so he's got a little more space. Uh, I was going to say we well, and we are we are trained professionals yes. here at Fatter Day Omaha. But I am going to give you a tip from a uh, trained car. Now, after a full year of doing it and a yeah. little bit more, a uh, a fully trained car eating professional uh, roll of paper towels. Yes, a whole one. Yes, every time, <laughs> specifically when you're going for something like this, because as Dave is saying. Get lost in the chicken. You're going to want, I would recommend at least a tray. Dave, you you have a lap tray for your vehicle. I do. But a, a good size one to set that container on. And uh, get your hands in there and go to town. Yes, you need to be okay with sauce occurring on your hands, on your face. Don't Don't try to tidy up while you're eating this don't don't be dainty and take like a bite and oh i got sauce on my face no just let it let it happen let the sauce happen on your face on your hands either grab the chicken with your hands to get extra saucy or bring a metal fork or have one because a plastic utensil is not going to do it here this is is a delicious dining experience and it's messy and saucy and tasty and delicious. I really enjoy the chicken. Uh, in fact, I I will go. I'll go on a limb. This is not no. That's a limb. This is a tree trunk. I'm gonna stand on it. This is my favorite item at Jim's Rib Haven. Really, it is just fun. It's delicious. It's and you know, like you said, TJ. When I go to a barbecue spot, I'm not. Ex- I like chicken isn't even on the radar. I'm like, I'm getting brisket and ribs. And then, oh, yeah. yeah brisket, ribs, and probably some pulled pork yeah. is, are my, my usual standbys. Get the so chicken. Together. And that is one of the things, because, man, it is it is very good, and I highly recommend it. But it is really good. There's so many places that either they do a number of things well and they don't do chicken, or if they do chicken, they don't do it well. And I don't know if it's just that, that difficult to make really good chicken. Good chicken, it's done right, it's at a good price. There's zero regret at the end of this chicken. I'm not, <laughs> even even with really good ribs, I'm often thinking about, man, I just spent, you know, however much I just spent because barbecue gets a little on the pricey side, that kind of thing. And there's always at least a little bit of something I just there's no downside to this stuff. No, it's I it's it's thoroughly enjoyable yes. start to finish. Yes, it is an enjoyable, fun, delicious eating experience. And the fact that it is covered in like a bucket of sauce just makes it for me. I I, I, I am not a person that, you know, often like heavily sauces my barbecue. Jim's ribs philosophy is they they do. Things are covered in sauce. And you know what? That's fun because it's a different preparation and it really works for this chicken. But, teach, we've talked about sides. We've talked about chicken. Um, why don't we take a, a quick uh, little break here and uh, and step away from the chicken. And when we come back, uh, let us get into uh, more flightless meat options and, and talk about some uh, some beef and some pork and some other things. What do you think? Indeed. We'll really get to the meat of the matter going to take a quick break here. Hey, uh, when you get some time, if you don't mind, uh, would you go out and leave us a nice positive review on your podcast provider? It would be really cool for us, and uh, we thank you for your participation. Of course, check us out on social media. We got food pictures and all sorts of things going on, but uh, let's get on back to the show. So, teach, Yes, Dave? Uh, We have discussed some sides And we have discussed some chicken at Jim's Rib Haven, but, uh, they... Hold on, Dave. Yes? I'm gonna stop you right there. You will? I think that we should open up this second half of show... Yeah? ...with what you see when you open up a Jim's Rib Haven takeout container. What? Okay. A toothpick? Well, that for starters. So I am going to flip back through TJ's barbecue notes... Oh my, those are extensive. As I have not only uh I need a place to put these, Dave. I have notes on general preparation. Because oh. I was kind of struck by the the care and consideration that was put into packaging these meals for takeout. I agree. Uh, they are professionals. So uh the first thing you notice getting these out is you know it's a it's about the same takeout container everybody else uses, but it, it seems fairly robust. But most importantly, those little tabs that go through the front of the container to hold it together, that's not enough to hold in a rack of ribs or a half rack of ribs nope. or half a chicken or a whole chicken. They're nope. trying to put a lot of food in these containers, and they yep. don't want it to end up in the bag. <laughs> so the the solution that they have come up with is to put a toothpick. Into that little tab, so the tab stays in place and stay in place it does. Securing so the top and, and and bottom of the uh, the clamshell uh, ordnance so you can pull pin and release barbecue. Ooh, ooh, quite nice. But do not throw. No, um, please don't. So you remove the toothpick and upon opening. And Dave, I sent you these pictures, but they're very uninteresting as pictures, but useful as a takeout philosophy because you open it up, and you will see a wet nap. On top of sauce bread, on top of parchment, Mm. on top of food. Yes. Everything is separated from the lid. The separator of choice in this case is paper, which is somewhat absorbent. So it's going to absorb a little bit of the grease, a little bit of the sauce, and a little bit of the steam. Now that is massively important. You can do this yourself, by the way, with uh, certain types of takeout that are more sensitive immediately in the restaurant. I have done this for pizza because pizza should be in a cardboard container when it is sent out, by the way. If it is in a styrofoam container, your takeout will steam. In pretty much anything that is in a styrofoam container, your takeout will steam. So if you put something a little bit absorbent, say... If you poke some holes in the top of the styrofoam container and use a utensil to insert a napkin, I may have done this, to uh, capture some of the steam, your takeout will make it to your destination in a little bit better shape. This is effectively what is done with this paper. Now, not, uh, not quite as absorbent as the aforementioned way of doing things. However, I guarantee it helps a little bit. It'll keep the food a little bit nicer, and it's also separating your saucy, delicious mess... From your sauce bread, because the bread should not be saturated when it gets to you. It should be saturated when you dip the sauce bread in the sauce. That is the point of the stuff. So it is neatly separated and carefully placed with a wet nap on top, because you're going to need a little something to help you clean up. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I will. very much appreciate this whole uh, <laughs> this whole conveyance happening you know. here. This is, just... this is well done and it actually looks you know it's the the paper has bread centered on it has the wet nap centered on it it it's its own uh, own little work of sculpture it is I, I was just thinking you know maybe maybe I did this wrong with the paper towels maybe because they sent me several slices of uh, nice clean, bread prepared for sauce instead of dipping the bread in the sauce i should have just placed it on my messy face when i had that chicken just like mm, 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 mm. delicious <laughs> one official Saturday, omaha whole wheat bread napkin <laughs> oh, that would be that's that Bread napkins. TM, there it was. Uh, agreed. But yeah, the takeout preparation really is good. It's secure. Um, they put a lot of food in these things. And frankly, I don't, I think that clamshell might pop open if they didn't put that toothpick pin in there. I am almost certain of it. So besides the delicious sauce bread, which is good for scooping sauces and toothpicks for securing the clamshell containers that keep your, your barbecue from escaping on the drive, and the mild, medium, and hot sauces, which are delicious. We have got this far and have yet to talk about something that is in Jim's Rib Haven's uh, namesake, which is obviously Haven's. Uh, no, uh, that would be ribs. Teach, I think we need to tell people about some ribs. Can Can you lead that off? Because I think you've had uh, several rib preparations. Two, and well, the two, distinctions two the three are, are right? important, yes. Yes. Because um, they have baby backs... They have spare and beef, and so you got the uh, spare ribs and baby backs, depending on which uh, trip that we went on. The uh, the beef will be a trip all their own, I suspect, and I'm kind of excited about that if you want to know the truth. But the first time I got the backs, the second time I got the spares, I think using the spares as a jumping off point since we both have, had them is uh, probably appropriate, so I will lead in with my... As cursory as TJ can ever make his thoughts, I'll lead in with my cursory thoughts and let you uh, uh, fill in with your experience as well. We'll kind of go from there. I I got the spares this time because I saw your spares last time and went, whoa, those are really big ribs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had to try them because it seemed like a really good value for money. So, Dave, I am here to inform you because you had no way of knowing that a half rack of spare ribs is about $15. Oh, my. Which is a pretty reasonable price for those, especially as big as the things are. They, they are big. Um, you could uh, club somebody with yeah, these. Yeah, we, we've kind of discussed the sauce. I have a hard time breaking this one down, especially since I got the hot. It doesn't totally blow out my palate, but it does enough. Yeah, it was, it was a spicy sauce with savory things in it. It was a little bit thinner, not thick. I, I liked it. It was tasty. And then it went on top of these ribs. Mm. Um, not a terribly thick bark, but definitely a bark that was there. Nicely flavored, good smoke. Uh, if you remove the sauce for the sake of science and or documentation, you will notice a nice smoke ring on the ribs. Um, a good even smoke. Uh, I have seen reviews that comment on them being a little bit chewy. Now, I will weigh in on this, as we often do on Fatterday Omaha. We weigh in on a lot of things. I will weigh in on this a little bit further down the line. Uh, but they they were a touch on the chewy side, but not so much that I disliked it in any way shape or form i still like the texture just fine the bark was good and they came off the bone in that uh kind of you know the the celebrated competition way where they do come off the bone cleanly but you have to work at it just a little bit you don't actually want if you're competition now you don't actually want the full-on fall-off-the-bone type rib so this did that nice uh different splitting there where they're tender but not too tender where they freely come off the bone but you you do have to chew a little bit they're they're a little bit uh to the tooth as it were indeed indeed yeah i got the spare ribs the first time around they are sufficiently large um uh, i uh, i i don't remember encountering much in the way of chew they are a bit of a fattier rib though if if sam was here um i don't think this is his rib choice uh, out of the, the available ribs uh, at Jim's Rib Haven, of which there are three. Yeah, I, I would say Sam would be a back ribs type of guy here. Indeed, indeed. Um, I, I did enjoy them. Uh, they, again, slathered in sauce. I, I actually may need to go back to Jim's Rib Haven to try the ribs without sauce, which is not their dedicated preparation but I'm just curious to see what they taste like as a base rib and what type of rub or what type of smoke flavor I get because the sauce is a definite component to the meal but that is how they prepare their dishes and so that's that's how you get let's go into the back ribs a little bit are you are you sufficiently spoken on the spare subject I, I am, yes, I am with you on your rib analysis because this last time around, I totally changed up my order. So I'm looking for your rec- recency in rib regalia. Ah, rib recurrency, as it were. Yes. Yes. uh So I agree. Thank you for mentioning the more fatty nature of the spare ribs because they are, they're pretty darn good size. They, I think it's probably yeah, like they, a they, six they, they or gotta eight be eight like rib. rib. I was going to say they I was thinking like 8 or above even. They're they're, they're the big. whole dang takeout container pretty much in length and they're they're pretty wide as well. Maybe yeah. Maybe a good 2ish inches. They're big. So they are again value for money. They are your best bet. They are a little bit on the fattier side. I will just in brief totally spaced because i was going through my food so fast on actually taking a picture of these for our social media but there was enough food between the chicken and the ribs and the fries that i wound up having a couple left over and they went under the broiler uh the next day and that leaned them out a little bit and kind of tightened up the sauce and so help me they are delicious reheated like that they looked amazing in your reheated photo and and reheated probably isn't like uh Re-prepped, glazed? I don't know. They looked great. I suppose if someone is looking to duplicate this, I will tell you, I brought the oven up to about 250 degrees first, turned on the broiler, put them under the broiler until they looked like they would be tasty, making sure to get all the sauce from that container onto the ribs so they didn't dry out or anything. If, If I was going specifically, either if I had a long drive from Jim's Rib Haven to my house, or if I knew I wanted to have a bunch left over for the next day, spare would be the preparation, the, the type of rib from Jim's Rib Haven for me. The first time around, however, I got the back ribs, which are a little bit, they're smaller, but they are proportionally meatier, and they are leaner without being in any way dry. They have a really good moisture content. I think the the bark was a little bit better. Overall, it was a nicer rib. If I'm eating there as I am prone to do, or if I have a relatively short drive home, or if I know I'm not going to have leftovers because I usually don't, the, uh, the back ribs, they're a bit more expensive, but I I think they are my recommendation from Jim's. If you are going for ribs, I would say get the back ribs your first time out. The smoke is nice and even the flavor is good throughout. Even the, uh, the texture that I didn't notice any chewiness with them there. Mm-hmm. I suspect what you know, whatever marbling was there was leaned out enough that they they just had a really nice. I I'm not sure I like this phrase any more than uh, people who hate the word moist like the word moist, but it's appropriate here. They had a good mouthfeel. That's that's yeah. I I thank you for that, Tej. I uh, I only got to experience. Uh, cuz i ordered the spares my my prior visit uh and you let me have one of your backs uh when we were there together so i would like to try those those again but i i think having uh seen them had them i think you're right i think the backs are the are the way to go at Jim's Rib Haven when when ordering ribs uh i also got um some sausage this time around i got the hot link oh uh, do tell. yeah uh, yeah i guess you know because I, I i'm glad you ordered some different stuff because we we try to get a good cross-section of the menu um i ordered the the sandwich the the hot link sandwich uh this this is gonna be in part of the wrap-up here uh but the sandwich is three large hot links and some bread whoa <laughs> It's, it's that, that is, that is abnormal. Normally yeah. the sandwich is like one, maybe two or one split that the, the, the sandwiches, what I'm saying here really is I know people like sandwiches, but the sandwich is frequently disappointing at a barbecue joint. This, this is impressive already. I am, I am listening with rapt attention. Dave, tell me more. This sandwich is, is not disappointing and, and nor is it a sandwich. TJ, I'm going to attempt to hold this up to the camera. And see if you can see this. This is the meat that was quote on the sandwich. Look at oh, those suckers. Is... I, I don't know where the sandwich is, but I certainly see the sausage, and that There's... looks delicious. That's the thing. So I I, I just showed TJ the, the the picture here, but it's these three big hot links. And then why the reason you can't see the sandwich, TJ, is that in the to go container they just put the bread, you know, next they they layered it like you're talking about. But I have the bread sitting in the lid of the to go container, and I just have three big sausage links. I don't know. There, there's just nothing wrong with this. You gosh, could... It's a, it's a ridiculously full... Like If it is a sandwich, debatably, but as a sandwich, they prepped it in such a way that it could actually travel, and there was a satisfying quantity of stuff oh, yeah. on it. This is... Just this side of revolutionary, quite yes. frankly. If you if you want a tasty, uh, tasty hot link, they will they will help you out here. Um, you know, a, uh, a a thicker casing on them, so they had a good smoked sausage uh, chew to them. Uh, again, probably about a six or an eight inch, uh, sausage link here, three of them, two slices of bread in, in Jim's rib preparation. They are slathered in medium sauce in this case, because I got medium on everything. This is a hunger killing, uh, sandwich quote unquote. This is like, if your caps lock got stuck on sandwich because it's, it's large. Um, so that's, that's what's going on there. Um, it was delicious. I enjoyed it. Because of the other item that I got, though, Teach, I didn't finish all of the hot links. This this goes into the to-go container thing. I had two of the three, and I don't even think I ate all the bread because I just had a lot of of food. Um, I kind of fatter dated this one kind of big. I actually made the mistake of eating dinner after eating lunch at Jim's Ooh. ribs with my two entree, Ooh. that was a dumb move. I, I should have listened to the little Sam, the little, the big Sam voice, um, in the back of my consciousness that says, Dave, after you do fatter day, you don't need to eat any type of dinner that is of sufficient size. Uh, because between these links, man, and the next item I got, uh, there's just a lot of meat." So in summary, good flavor not super spicy don't get scared away by the word hot link it's more temperature than spice when you're looking for these get your choice of sauce maybe get the sauce on the side if you don't want to do the sauce thing i just get it covered in sauce because that's what jim's rib haven does and get a big old sandwich so tasty liked it i've got an extra link sitting in a to-go container right now Tej, did you get any other meats or items today I have one additional item. Wow. No, Dave, I did not fatter day as hard as you did, and I didn't even know you got this additional item. I've already made oof whale songs to describe your meal. Oof. <laughs> oof. <Ew. Ew. laughs> Tell me, Dave, uh, <laughs> about what your additional item was after I... this already fairly uh, approaching epic meal. Definitely sizable meal. In- indeed. Well, I... It- Oof whale songs, I that is so appropriate for, for how full I was after all of the events that happened uh, on that single day. So to be clear, on, on this dedicated Saturday trip, the items... This, the day of my brother's eating. It, <laughs> I had the cobbler, the potato salad, the hotling sandwich, and this next item. That was this order. The chicken and ribs were my, my first time around. So the other item that I got... And this was actually one of the first items I actually ever tried from Jim's Rib Haven was the bony box. The bony box, much like the saucy fries, is an item that often comes up in discussion around Jim's ribs. And Jim's Rib Haven has the bony box runs about uh, let's say thirteen dollars, give or take a little bit, and it is a really, really heavy box of meats and bones. I cannot believe you had that entire meal and ordered yourself a bony box. I haven't had one, but I read it. And first of all, value for money, dang. And second of all, that seems like a full meal by itself. It is. The bony box. Honestly, you were talking about the chicken. That is a full meal. Most people are just going to be done after I think a container of just about anything, you know, when you get the full chicken. But the bony box has to be two to three pounds of of meats. And and granted everything has has a bone in it, so there's weight there, okay. Uh but I, I asked him in the drive thru because I've had this before and I wanted to know, to know I wanted to know specifically what was in the bony box. And it is a portion. Portion's not even the right word. A portion, large portly. Um stack of end cuts of their meats. So they're all boned cuts, ribs and just everything chucked into this box. And I will tell you because they're end cuts, they are a little chewier, okay? So this is not, you know, tender. Oh yeah, like the 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 smaller ribs on the end of a rack yes. of ribs always are, the end of your brisket would be. So yeah, yes. that that would come with the territory. What the flavor, Dave. Tell us about the flavor. Yes, so so just when you order this, here's what you need to expect. Don't don't be like, oh, my, my ribs weren't tender, okay? No. This is the bony box. This is, and I I am going to use cave person because I need men, women, anyone that eats this to just go full cave on this thing and much like the chicken embrace the fact that you are going to have to gnaw on these bones and get meats smoked meats and sauce and just destroy your hunger okay if you are looking for i i want you know tender almost pull off the bone ribs no 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 this is like i'm gonna i'm gonna gnaw on the bony box. it's the bony box man so it is it is 13 bucks give or take Of hunger-destroying, gnawing bones full of sauce, make-a-mess, different cuts of stuff located in a single box. So if that is what you are in the mood for, and you want to do a little work gnawing on some bones, getting some sauce places, this thing will just kill your your hunger and and destroy it. Dang, I think you... I think I'm about to go out and get a bony box, save the bones, and make some sort of smoky bean soup afterwards. This sounds like an experience. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Because yeah, you, I mean, you, you will have, you know, let's say it's a three pound box or something like that. I don't know what it is. So let's say somewhere in there, you'll probably have, you know, half a pound or a pound of bones because everything's, there's just bone pieces everywhere. This is, it is a visceral dining experience, uh, is the bony box uh, and, and much like everything else, just, just kind of hunger destroying. So that, that was the, I've had, I've now had that twice. Uh, now, you know what it is. We talked to them, So, you know, you know, what cuts, you know, it's the end cuts in there. Like you're saying, you know, end of the rib rack, that type of thing. Um, and just a pile of meats in your choice of sauce, which I believe teach then takes us into the wrap up section for this morsel. Man, morsel almost doesn't do it justice because of all the food we had. Um, but for Jim's Rib Haven, located at 3801 Ames Avenue in Omaha, Nebraska, since 1967. teach on the morsel, we talk about the hook and the hint. And the hook and the hint kind of help you get a little essence of of what is going on, in this case, Jim's Rib Haven. Let us start with the hook. I think the hook here... Definitely part of it is this place has been supported by Omaha since 1967. You have some different options. I think the bony box and the, uh, you know, just kind of the different elements that are a little bit different than some of the other barbecue spots around town give you something different to try. And I I think that is a, a good thing. And, you know, between the bony box and the chicken, those are two kind of different items to kind of draw you in. Um, uh, the, the chicken man, the chicken though, what do what do you got for a hook on Jim? The problem is, is I have two effectively contradictory hooks. Cause I'm thinking about this and my, my hook is kind of sitting between the fact that they've been there since 1967. They feel like a proper, you know, old timey barbecue joint, a real deal kind of establishment, but also things like the bony box, the 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 little hooks they put in there they they innovate not imitate so it's the the newness the freshness the interestingness but also the history there it's just it is its own thing yeah it's it's just it's that wonderful kind of rustic barbecue joint that i usually want when i'm going for I- barbecue I think that's it. Is you you can't control C, control V on on Jim's Rib Haven. It's just its own thing, and I think that's the hook. It's its own thing. It's not like anything else. I think that's. Thank you for helping me codify this, Dave. I think for me, the hook is the atmosphere. Because even in the drive through, the place has atmosphere. I like pulling up to Jim's ribs. I like. Are you ready for this? I like waiting in the drive through. It's a nice experience. That's fair. I I like it. I like it. Jim's Ribs Haven is Jim's Rib Haven. So let's let's go on to some hints. Here's my hint. First of all, get the chicken. Please for the love of all that is good, get the chicken. It is delicious. Chef John Ray was correct. It's really really good. The second thing is is embrace the sauce. Embrace the mess. Have your roll of paper towels on standby. Uh, wet naps aren't going to do it, man. You need to roll paper towels. You need, I think TJ, you said a bread napkin. Just let it get all over your face and your hands and just don't care. Just enjoy yourself. Become one with your meal and have fun eating smoked meats from Jim's Rib Haven. TJ, what do you got on a, on a hint? Dave, I think that, and that's kind of been a theme throughout and it's a lot of what a barbecue place should be at least in my not so humble opinion is that that visceral experience and it's really enjoyable like that there's a lot of good value here there's there's a good it's the sensory experience overall it's just getting down in there and enjoying what you're having i i think you've summed it up well i think embrace that delicious mess i think embrace the mess it's just a Good hint. Do it. Indeed. And get the chicken. Yeah. Tej, I think you and I are, are in agreement here that if it was going to be your first trip to Jim's Rib Haven, I think the meal needs to be it. And you're going to need somebody to share this with. But get yourself the chicken. For the love, get the chicken. Get yourself some of the back ribs. Get yourself some type of fry. Saucy fry. Maybe the chili cheese fry. But I think the saucy fry is kind of the institution. And the beans. I think that's where it's at for the first time around. And then if you need to expand out from there, um, you know, if you want to go cave person style and and gnaw on some stuff, get that big old bony box or uh, get the hot link uh, sandwich. I have to say though, if you want to experience a couple of things, so the sandwiches run about like $9 or so. Um, Having seen a rib sandwich and the hot link sandwich, It's a big portion, so don't be scared of those sandwiches if you want to get, like, two sandwiches and share or something like that, because it's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. So as we kind of wrap things up here on this Saturday Omaha show for Jim's Rib Haven... In Omaha since nineteen sixty-seven, we've given you some hooks and hints, given you some advice on what to use to sop up all that extra barbecue sauce. Uh, Tej, uh, I've had some fun meals here, and uh, hopefully, uh, you and others will go back and check it out some more. So, with with that, then, Tej, I think it's time to sign this off. So, I will just say, I am Dave. I am TJ. And we are Saturday Omaha. Thank you so much for eating with us. Please share us with somebody who's hungry. And, uh, you know, hey, like, follow us. Check out our social, that type of thing. And, uh, teach. what else do we tell them? We tell them to eat this. We do. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for being with us. Bye-bye. That's it for our show on Jim's Rib Haven. Remember, you can find them at 3801 Ames Avenue here in Omaha, Nebraska. From all of us at Saturday Omaha, thank you for lending us your ear time. And please share us with somebody who's hungry. Our radio program is produced by Fatterday Omaha. And our podcast is a Saturday Omaha and a Hoodat Media Production. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.